Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. And welcome back in. Hour number two of our show today. We're talking about the big fishing tournament going on in Grand Isle. Uh, the Ride the Bull the Kayak Tournament. It's the largest kayak tournament in the world. We'll be getting a paddler's report from Brendan Bayard coming up shortly. We've also got Mike Gallo going to join us uh, is the Born on the Bayou guy going to fill us in on Lakes Pontchartrain, Lake Bourne, North Biloxi Marsh, some of the areas he fishes. And we'll head down the uh, tip of the boot, down towards Venice, Buras, Empire. We'll talk to Ryan Lambert of Cajun Fishing Adventures. But getting back to our text message board, 504-260-1870. Thanks to all of you who participate. We'd love to get your name. we got your phone number, but we'd much rather know who you are and where you're listening. So if you want to put your name and where you're listening from, we'd love to hear it from you. Uh, here's one. We're discussing the flounder, uh, the, the mullets, and someone says they caught some delicious red snapper and flounder using mullet. He's a Mississippi boy. When he was a kid, he ate them then, but he won't eat them now. Uh, another text says mullets suck, and that's true. They're, they're sucking-type feeders, and uh, he says the Boy Scout troop at Grand Isle with a cast net was not a good combo. The kids loved them. The adults, not so much. And here's one says, hey, Don, those fish my dad used to keep when I was a kid, I just heard somebody say channel mullet. Is that the same thing? Uh, no, it is not. Uh, channel mullet is actually the southern kingfish, which is a very good fish to eat, very firm flesh. Uh, you catch them usually when you're out speckled trout fishing. Uh, it looks somewhat like a mullet, but it's not actually part of the what we would think the striped mullet or that mullet family. The channel mullet, uh, some people call them whitings also. It's a very good Firm uh, texture, flesh, and a good eating fish. Uh, some people like the mullet. Here's another one. Smoked mullet, no better than a mullet haircut. Go catch a fish at 20. Yeah, you like the mullet haircut. That's, they say it's coming back. Uh, here's one says that on my cousin has been smoking mullet in southwest Florida for many years. Stinky fingers, but good eating. How does he keep them lit? That's my question. Uh, here's one says they find it amazing how different seafood is cooked by just crossing a state line. That's from our buddy, the worm. And here's some sage advice from uh, Frankie. I know this guy. He says, stick with the white perch, king of the tick fall. <laughs> yeah, you put a white perch up against a mullet. You know, I, I don't know. I guess if you had to eat them. But I, I, maybe I'll taste them. Somebody needs to, that's really got a good recipe for them, uh, let me know how you cook them. Here's one says, I tried those big green mullets out of Lake Pontchartrain years ago, thinking they were clean since they were the big green ones. Wrong. Don't do it. And here's a comment on the redfish population. Don, there's a decline in the number of reds in the marsh. There's a significant increase of large boat fishing boats all over the marsh with four more people per boat taking a limit per boat. How many rod and reel fishermen you know catch that many per boat? They need a season on boat fishing. That's Mike and Myrtle Grove. Mike, um, I can't agree with you that uh, the, the bow fishermen are wiping out the reds or decimating the population. If there is an overfishing problem, and I'm not ready to admit there is one at this point, 
what I'd like you to do is look up the total number <coughs> of licensed saltwater recreational fishermen in Louisiana and look up the number of people who charter bow fishing. Um, and the numbers are staggering. There's so many more rod and reel fishermen. There's so many more redfish that are taken with rod and reel than bowfish. It's really insignificant, the amount that they take. It may seem like it, but they're it, it really not that many in the scheme of things. And here's, uh, let's see, my barber's checking in, Jason. And let's see, here's one that says in the 1980s, there was a restaurant in Destin next to the bridge that specialized in fried mullet sandwiches. They were great. The Internet indicates, and of course, the Internet knows everything. <laughs> there is today a restaurant that has a fried mullet dinner named Joe and Eddie's at Fort Walton. I bet the taste of the mullet depends on the habitat. That's from Ed in Memphis, where they don't have a whole lot of mullet in Memphis. But uh, Ed seems like he knows a bit about it. Anybody ever been there? Joe and Eddie's in Fort Walton Beach. Uh, fried mullet dinner. All right, 504-260-1870. If you want to weigh in on our mullet discussion, we're talking Biloxi bacon, using them for bait, tossing mullet, and, of course, the famous mullet haircut. We'd love to hear from you. 504-260-1870. Put it in your contacts. You can use it every Saturday morning. We come back. Mike Gallo joins us, and he's got a fishing report for you, as he does every Saturday morning right here on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. And it's time to talk with Captain Mike Gallo with the Born on the Buyer Report is a presentation of CETO. Now, for $199 a year, that's it, $199 gets you a whole year of unlimited fuel drops, tow-ins, jump starts, whatever it takes to get you back to the dock safely. CETO is like having a AAA policy on the water. They give you peace of mind, and not just for you, but also your loved ones who may be concerned when you're out on the water. And it's one call away. Call Captain Chris, 504 504- 301-4545, or a simple click to ctow.com. He'll get you signed up. Captain Mike Gallo joins us now. And, Captain Mike, we're talking mullets here this morning. I know you know a lot about mullets. You study the water. You fish underneath them. When you see a school of them cruising, you want to throw behind them and up underneath them. But what about as a food source? Have you ever served mullet at the Spots and Dots Lake House Lodge? I have never served mullet at the lodge. I don't know that I have intentionally eaten mullet either. And um, many, many years ago when I had hair, I I think I may have worn a mullet. (laughs) I just can't see you in a mullet. (laughs) It's it's not a pretty sight. (laughs) I would not think so. But tell me about when you're fishing and you spot mullet cruising the bank. You know, I had one listener text me and he says that, you know, he gets fooled sometimes. When you see them coming down the bank, it looks like almost like a school of reds cruising along the shoreline. That's true. If you have a couple of mullets swimming fairly close together, they will push a wake that looks very reminiscent of a redfish. Um, when I when I go into the marsh and I'm redfishing, you know, I choose an area based on tide and wind direction and where I think there's clean water. But once I get into the marsh, Mullet's one of the main things I'm looking for. If I know I'm going to fish a stretch of marsh that's, say, two miles long, I may cruise by, you know, a good distance from the shoreline, but I'm looking for the heaviest concentration of mullets. And then, obviously, when I find those, I put the the, uh, power poles down and fish them, or I'll put the trolling motor down and ease up on them and cast into them and around them. Mike, how about the little finger mullets? You ever used them for bait? 
Oh, of course. You catch those with a cast net and just about everything. We'll eat finger mullet. They're favorites of speckled trout as well as redfish. Flounder really like them as well. Yeah, they're one of the easier bait species to, to put a net over because they come up kind of high in the water column, and you can see them pretty easy, and they aren't real quick when that net gets on there. They're not the smartest uh, fish in the sea, that's for sure. Well, Mike, what's been your plan? I know you were fishing with the, the Carolina boys. You still got them in town, or are you switching over this weekend? Switching over this weekend, going to stay kind of local because of the rain. Uh, going to fish the deeper passes with live shrimp down on the bottom. Uh, all of our local marinas are really stocked up with beautiful live shrimp. That's been our pattern. It's, it's been a mix of white trout and speckled trout. And, of course, you catch the occasional redfish, sheephead, drum, uh, plenty of catfish. Are uh, you talking about the blue cats or the hardheads? Oh, the, the non-desirable hardheads <laughs> yeah. and gas cats. Yeah. Not fun dealing with those guys. Uh, what about the redfish? Have you done any redfish trips? The Carolina guys were strictly wanting to redfish. Um, my ability to find the redfish was very good. My ability to dodge rainstorms was very bad. I fished with those guys for five days, and I got rained on three out of the five days. And we actually only completed one day all the way to lunchtime. The rest of the time, we got chased in by rain. Well, we got chased in by lightning. We weren't really worried about rain. It kind of cools you down. Sometimes it helps the fishing. But, you know, when there's lightning around, you got to be safe and get for um Head for areas where you're not going to be the tallest object around. Yeah, well, you know, it's always good to have an experience like you have. You, you kind of know little areas where you can duck in and get out of the really bad storms when they're happening. You know, sometimes it might be a bridge, sometimes it might be a trestle, it could be an old camp or something like that. But knowing those little spots can 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 help you save the day and a lot of misery. Oh, of course, you know, we. Um, you know, I have the XM uh, weather radar on my boat where I can monitor the storms, watch which direction they're coming from. And, you know, since that unit is, is works in conjunction with my GPS, I can simply touch the screen at the edge of the storm, and my GPS thinks that's a potential waypoint. It'll tell me how far away it is. So yeah. I can simply wait 10 minutes and touch the screen again, and it give me an idea of how fast that storm is moving and, of course, let me know when I need to move and where I need to move to or even head in to try to get away from it. So very good piece of equipment to have on your boat. If you don't have, you know, the ability to do that, then way back when, before I had those, had the radar on my boat, we'd see the lightning and obviously, you know, count count the seconds until you hear the sound, and then the next time you saw lightning, you would count the seconds, and if it was less duration, then you knew that storm was heading in your direction and you should move, and the storm could be going away from you, and potentially it would be a longer duration until you heard the thunder. You might get by a little bit more time, but always be safe around those storms because they certainly can kick up a lot of wind and lightning hazard. Mike, you got a great website, aaofla.com. They can find you on my site if that's easy. We got a link to you. 
Uh, give them the telephone number if they want to give you a call and check on availability. Very simple, Don. You can find me at 985-781-7811. All right, Mike, have a great day out there on the water, and I hope you uh, find some mullet to fish underneath. <laughs> That's a good strategy. Thanks, Don. We'll talk <laughs> to you next week. All right, Captain Mike Gallo. Coming up next is uh, Paddler's Report. Brendan Bayard, a lot of paddlers are getting ready to put in down at Grand Isle for the Ride the Bull. He's got a last-minute tip and also a fishing report. We'll also continue our discussion on the lowly in some areas mullet and the highly prized in others. Where are you? 504-260-1870. Back right after this. And our paddlers report with the Bayou Coast Kayak Fishing Club is a presentation of Massey's Outfitters. They're in Covington. They're in Baton Rouge. Got a real good store, the flagship in the mid-city of New Orleans. Got the best kayak fishing models. You'll find brands like Hobie, Jackson Kayak, Native Watercraft, and just tons and tons of accessories. Visit their website. You can see it all right there. And also find out when they hold those demo days where you ride before you buy. It's Massey, M-A-S-S-E-Y, Outfitters.com. You can also find them on Facebook. And joining us for this report is Brendan Bayard. Brendan, first thing I'd like you to do as the sun's getting a little bit of daylight here and the kayaks are putting in the water down there in Grand Isle, give us the number one tip for catching a big bull red. If somebody's in it to win it and they're not going out there to have fun and catch a bunch of fish, they want to catch that one big bruiser bull red to win it, what would be your best piece of advice? I would pay attention to the anglers around them. Uh, think about bull reds almost like uh, like you're, you're hunting doves. You know, they kind of come in from one side. There's so many people in the past in Ride the Bull that you'll have schools that will come in and you'll just suddenly see one side of the pass start hooking up. And you can almost kind of imagine those, those bulls kind of coming through as a group and going underneath the people and then biting as they go along. And if you can position yourself, you know, in front of where that group is or around that group, you have a much better chance of hooking up as opposed to just, you know, waiting around and waiting for them to find you. If you're a little bit proactive, I don't I don't think you need to be, you know, cutting back and forth like a pinball all day long in that pass. But if you just pay attention, you notice all of a sudden, you know, there's people hooking up 50 yards to the right of you. You might want to head that direction, cast that direction. That's kind of the way that I've seen a lot of these bull red tournaments go because we've been fishing this way for, you know, over 10 years for this IFA tournament where we've been targeting bulls in the past, and it's always been kind of a group effort. You see them hook up, and it's all of a sudden everybody's getting into the action, and it's really fun. Yeah, good, good piece of advice. Really appreciate that. Uh, next subject, we're talking about mullet. Are you a mullet eater or a mullet bait fisherman, or do you ever wear a mullet? <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, I think my kids have had mullets before, but uh, <laughs> uh, I, I've I've had them before uh, in a Florida restaurant a, a couple of times, just because I saw them on the menu and I've never had it, so I was like, hey, what the heck? I'm a I'm gonna get a mullet sandwich. It wasn't too bad. Uh, I think the mullet are a little bit different over there. I'm not sure. I haven't seen or cooked them around Louisiana. But I've certainly used them a lot for bait, and I, I think a lot of guys are going to use uh, the mullet for cut mullet today uh, for ride the bull. I think that's a really one of the top producing baits that you can use for bull reds. That the crack crab, uh, mm. you know, like the whole white trout. Uh, there's a there's a lot of good baits to use for bull reds, but certainly cut mullet is one of the go to. 
Yep. Well, the general consensus from the hundreds of texts that I'm getting in is it seems like the, the Gulf Coast of Alabama, Mississippi, those sandy bottoms, the fish are much better there. The ones that are in the muddy Louisiana inland ponds are just not so good. That seems to be a general consensus. Well, listen, speaking about Alabama, you've been fishing over there around the Fort Morgan area. What you been doing over there? Yeah, I had a, uh, the pleasure to uh, go over there for, you know, three days last week and uh, we got into the Jack Creval thicker than I've ever seen them before, Don. It was amazing. Uh, you, all of a sudden, you just kind of see the ocean erupt, and you have bait fish flying onto the banks, and you're wade fishing, and they're just kind of all over. Your, you're getting hit in the chest with, with bait fish, and these Jack Creval just come in by the hundreds, and they're flopping along the bank and the shoreline. I'm telling you, these, uh, these boys that were 15 and 16 have never caught anything that big. Uh, wade fishing were uh, really taken back and it was it was really exciting for them and uh, you know the the sheer power of a jack creval on a uh, you know trout redfish rod is is truly something to behold sometimes you know a bull red fight is kind of a, a digging type of fight a jack creval is just you know it, it's a long run and sometimes it gets circular uh, pound for pound i think the jack creval's got it over the bull red yeah, it's it's amazing that little pelagic tail they got. It's uh, quite a machine, and, and they can really spool you really quickly. And uh, it, it takes a little bit of luck when you're wade fishing to land them, but uh, it's really fun too and heart exhilarating. I fought one of those in the surf for about an hour down at Breton one time, and he kept crossing. You know, it was a situation where I had about a foot and a half of water crossing over the island, and he would go from one side to the other, and I fought him for over an hour in the evening, and the moon came up, and I finally lost him. But, boy, he was a worthy fight, that's for sure. Oh, wow. A lot of fun. In the shallow water, I bet you can see him shoot a rooster tail up as they're Absolutely. cutting across. Absolutely. It's an incredible sight. Oh, man. Well, Brendan, we're also into transition time for speckled trout. What advice do you have for the kayakers who are going for the trout instead of the reds this weekend? So uh, the trout fishing has been, I mean, there's. I think there's still a good amount of trout out there by the coast. I'm, a lot of my friends that were fishing down uh, back home while I was out of town were telling me they were, uh, you know, a lot of people are still fishing for the star, trying to fill those last spots and slots in the, you know, first through third on each division. And I think that's still a possibility out there. Uh, you know, a lot of trout out there, but there's a lot of throwbacks mixed in right now. I think, uh, you know, this time in the late summer, you kind of have to, uh, you know, just think about more of a loner situation. You don't want to get into the schools to catch the big trout. I like to, you know, head back inland a little bit this time of year. Uh, believe it or not, you can still catch some nice trout that have moved in early from the beach uh, up to places like Leeville empire uh, port sulfur away from the coastal zones they'll get in a little bit early sometimes and some some of those places where you're you know they might be the haunts of november you might find one or two nice fish in those just that came a little bit early and and sometimes you get lucky and catch a four pounder or something if you're if you're striving for one of those bigger fish i know a couple of years ago i caught uh, a four and a half pounder uh, this time of year in leeville uh, which was kind of uh, surprising, but uh, it does happen every once in a while when you get up there uh, and you just slow down your fishing top water in, in a place where you believe that they might be in a little bit early. Try that. All good stuff, Brendan. Thanks so much for reporting, and uh, thanks for filling in for Eric. I know he appreciates it, and uh, we'll see you next time. Yeah, our hearts go out to Eric and his family as their uh, uh, his brother passed on, and uh, we just wish them the best. And uh, I know it's a tough situation for Eric, and uh, – that's why I'm filling in for him. So, uh, you know, 
hearts hearts are with a brother. Well, you know he he'd do the same for you. You know he would. Yes, sir. Thanks, Brendan. See you next time. All right. Bye bye. There he is, Brendan Bayard. All right, we come back after this. Uh, yeah, we're talking about Red Snapper. Well, some people just they can't get enough of them. They can't resist. They just got to go over that limit, and from time to time they get caught. That's our bad boys of the outdoors. Coming up next on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. All right, uh, looking at our text board, uh, Tony in Mississippi says, oh, yeah, we call them Popeye mullet in Biloxi. Yeah, I've heard them call that. Not to be confused with uh, Popeye's chicken. I don't think you're going to find any Popeye's mullet, although some of those shrimp are of a questionable origin of Popeye's. Uh, here's one that says, good fish to teach a kid to cast net on. No doubt about it. That's an easy fish to cast net. They're very plentiful. Here's one that says, trash fish is called a trash fish for a reason. You don't eat trash out of a garbage can. <laughs> That's a Baton Rouge listener. And here's one that says, we ate uh, smoked mullet 20 years ago in Florida. Plenty black pepper in a paper bag was pretty good. And this one says, I caught a mullet one time on an earthworm while fishing for brim. That's Greg in Sulphur. Uh, mullet are not very discriminating on what they eat. Humans, on the other hand, we can be. All right, we come back after a quick station identification pause. We're going to tell you the story of four guys busted with over-the-limit of snapper and also some other fish. We'll do that right after we let our local stations tell you who they are and where they are along the outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. Dateline Lower Plaquemines Parish, Saturday, August 14th, 2022. Louisiana Department of Wildlife and Fisheries Agents Lieutenant Adam Young and Sergeant Villery Reggio were on a joint enforcement patrol with the NOAA when they made contact with four subjects in the Empire Channel. They were returning from an offshore trip, and during the inspection, the agents found two ice bags hidden in the boat. The ice bags contained 18 red snapper under the minimum 16-inch size limit. In all, the agents seized what could be called a true meat haul. 18 red snapper, 3 mangrove snapper, 2 Spanish mackerel, 2 pompano, 1 bluefish, 4 gaff-top catfish, 14 spadefish, and a partridge in a pet. No, it wasn't no partridge. The agents also found that Junior Rivas and Naptali Rodriguez did not possess non-resident fishing licenses, and that Jose Cruz did not possess resident fishing licenses, which can bring each a fine of $100. None of the four men had the free ROLP, which is the Recreational Offshore Landing Permit, which is free, by the way. That would carry another $50 each. If convicted, facing more fines of $1,650, 120 days in jail for intentional concealment of illegal fish, possessing over the limit of red snapper and undersized red snapper, and another $575 in civil restitution value, are 34-year-old Junior F. Rivas and 52-year-old Neptali D. Rodriguez, both who made a long trip to get busted from West Memphis, Arkansas, 41-year-old Marvin Cruz of New Orleans and 50-year-old Jose Cruz of Kenner are bad boys of the outdoors. And by the way, one of the agents participating in that case, Sergeant Villery Reggio, he is scheduled to be recognized for an award from the Migratory or Waterfowl Council uh, at this coming week's Department of Wildlife and Fisheries Commission meeting. So congratulations to Sergeant Reggio for his, his duty. All right, look, getting back to our text message board, this one says, Can crabs see? 
I recently bought some crab nets with stainless steel rings and was told to paint the rings a dark color so the crabs won't see them. That's Big E from Thibodeau. Oh, crabs have eyes, and they can definitely see. Now, whether a stainless steel shiny ring would deter them or attract them, I'm not sure. But if they suggest paint them a dark color, maybe that's the best to do. Here's one says there's some huge mullet along the Lake Pontchartrain shorelines and the ponds at Delacroix. Some make big wakes and fool me when I'm sight fishing reds. Yeah, someone else said the same thing. Uh, here's one mullet in Alabama, fresh out of salt water, are delicious. If you catch them in the river, they taste like mud. Used to catch them in Dog River and use them for crab bait, but out of the bay or off to off an island, we ate them. That's uh, another Alabama listener. That's uh, Tom listening to us in Mobile. Here's another one says mullet are great to eat from sandy bottom areas. Muddy and silty bottoms are terrible for eating mullet. I know this from personal experience from trying. Uh, here's one says Hopedale to the Mississippi Barrier Islands in Alabama, Mississippi mullet eater. And this one says, uh, good morning, I'm panicking. I'm moving back up north, and I just realized my diet is about 80% Gulf seafood. I'm moving to northern Ohio. Any ideas how to transition? I Googled and called the fish markets up there. If they can run drugs from Detroit to New Orleans and back, why can't they run seafood? I'm sad. Well, I got a great suggestion for you, and I found out about this last year. Go to Louisiana Direct Seafood. And you can get some very fresh and frozen seafood shipped directly to you. Again, that's Louisiana Direct Seafood. It's uh, in conjunction with the LSU Ag Center and Fisheries. And uh, that may save your sanity up there in Ohio because I don't know of a whole lot of good seafood up there. I'm sure they got some fish, but nothing like what you're going to find on the Gulf Coast. All right, coming back after this, another fishing report. This time it's Captain Ryan Lambert. We'll find out where he is. Normally he's at Cajun Fishing Adventures, but you never know where the plastic man is. He's next on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. And here he is, the plastic man, Captain Ryan Lambert. Uh, Captain Lambert, did you make it down to Nole Hase and back? I sure did. I sure did. But it's so dry down there, and the, the lake's dry, everything's dry, boy. And we're, we're like a sponge. Yeah. I wish I could skip some of this rain over to them before duck season. But uh, yeah, the white wing were great. You know, we killed a lot of doves. You know, uh, we were limited to 10 boxes of shells per hunt because the shell shortage is still still alive and well. But, uh, you know, as you know, I don't shoot that much anyhow. So I think I shot 19 boxes in five hunts. You know, I just. Yeah, not that I, much, huh? <laughs> 19 no, boxes. <laughs> I don't go through 19 boxes in a season. Everybody else shot 50 boxes. They shot their 10, uh, 10 boxes every single That's hunt. why we have a shortage. That's why we got a shortage. <laughs> well, I was trying to help, you know, help the supply. You know, I just. Yeah, I got you. Yeah, you like that. Doing. Come on right. back home and have fun. Yeah. But, uh, well, look, we're talking about mullet. Uh, you you know, you've had those girls from Central America down at your place. And boy, they can sure make a lot of stuff taste good. Uh, y'all have experiment with serving mullet down there? No, because then I would have to admit that I ate one. <laughs> well, and, knowingly and I, I haven't. I can't tease the people from Alabama and Florida and Georgia if I go and start eating them. I can't tease them about having to eat mullet because they don't have other fish. <laughs> but at this at the rate we're going, we're gonna have to start eating mullet. But you know what? The mullet aren't what they were either. No. You know, we used to have vast schools of mullets in Black Bay that would take up 
just acres and acres and acres with the sharks blowing up through them. It would sound like thunder when it... It was incredible, but you don't have that anymore. You know, it's not like that. I mean, he's a giant mullet, too. I mean, huge. Yeah, I've seen them. I've seen them. Normally, they're they're real plentiful when, you know, the algae sets in and blooms. They're still in there because they suck the the air off. You know, they they can survive in low oxygen water, you know. You know, we still have them, but we don't have them like like we used to for whatever whatever yeah. reason. But uh, it's uh, I see them on the beach, and you know, you'll run across them. But but I still I still don't think I want to start fooling with them. They slime me. They got little spikes all over them, and you know, there's <laughs> <laughs> a lot of a lot of things bad about. Yeah, them. they just got a smell to them. Now maybe if I was in a restaurant, you know, and they they served they they took them in the kitchen and they came out all cooked, you know, maybe I'd give it a shot, but. Well, they I say, tell you, well, I got hundreds of people texting me and saying they love them, you know. Oh, yeah, they love them now. It's got to be good or they wouldn't, not as many people wouldn't eat them. But, you know, they say, well, our mullet are different. We don't have the more muddy mullet y'all got. What are you talking about? When when they used to do the mullet uh, net in here, and the, they load, take the eggs out, load up all the mullet, yeah. and ship them yeah. our, our mullet. <laughs> yeah. Same mullet. But, um, you know, I prefer speckled trout hog snapper. But <laughs> <laughs> I got a question for somebody's texting a, a normal question for this time of the year. Any blue wing teal sightings yet? Oh, the blue rockets are showing up. Good. You know, yeah, they're showing up. Everything will be right on time. Their numbers are up and the redhead numbers are up and everything else is down. Yeah, so I see that. Green, wing, green wings are down hard, too. I'm, You know, green wings is a bird that we get plenty of in the wintertime and Gadwalls and widgeon, all that's down. I mean, pintail, pintail's down, down drastically. Yeah, twenty-one percent. It's it's gonna, yeah, <laughs> it's gonna be yeah. a, a tough season on on on. You know, if you don't get a recruitment, you don't have the young birds. All you have is those old birds that are smarter. Yeah. So you really have to be on it. But you know, I shoot a lot of redheads here and in Mexico, so they up thirty-five percent. That's really good. Yeah. yeah. So if, uh, most of the birds were like that. We'd really be in good shape. But, you know, it, it just takes one year for all of it to turn around. So Yeah, well, you know, the other thing I've seen, we've seen these, these real dra- uh, sorry numbers uh, in the past, and all of a sudden you get a winter with a tremendous hard freeze, and what birds are there show up. So it ends up being a, a better-than-average season, even though the oh, numbers right. are below average. You know, it can change. That's it can exactly change. Right. Plus, how much water is in the Mississippi Valley for them to, to stay there? You know, if, if it's dry up there, they have to come down. I mean, we have all the water in the world. Normally, this year, we have twice as much water as the world. <laughs> I mean, yeah. it just rains 27 out of 30 days here. And I mean, yesterday, it rained from when I woke up to the to the light show, and it rained till 2 o'clock. Yeah. It was nonstop. But the fishing has been... Been good, you know. There's a lot of bull reds around. Uh, there's some some trout showing up under birds and stuff. Some white trout, uh, but the 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 number of, of keeper reds is still still tough. You know, uh, just just a few spots that keys is keeping keeper reds, and I I haven't even been fishing them much. But I, I'm going out this morning. I'm gonna get on those trout a bit. And I think I'm gonna sight fish or fly fish first. Uh, I saw a good bit of red yesterday when I was going out. So I'll get on those, and then I'll go out and, and hit a hit a few trout out by the by the Gulf somewhere. And you know, then I'll get on some bull red. So I'll just make a run of it today. Yeah, well, sounds like a good plan. Well, try to stay dry. If somebody wants to get a hold of you, I know you probably got maybe a day or two during the week for the teal season. Do a little casting and blasting. Tell them how to get you. 
from there, they can either go to the website at CajunFishingAdventures.com, which I'm redoing right now again, or they can just call me on my cell phone at 504-559-5111, and we'll get you hooked up. All right, stay dry and don't eat no mullet. No mullet, no mullet. Hang on. <laughs> <laughs> All right. See you next week. There he goes, Captain Ryan Lambert. All right, we got some more texts coming in. Uh, Biloxi bacon lovers and uh, people who are talking about they love them and uh, smoked a restaurant called uh, in St. Petersburg. Can't remember the name. Ted, maybe. I uh, had somebody else say that name. Ted's. Is that a restaurant that serves some good mullets? All right, we're going to get back and get to some of your texts and also tell you about a uh, special event coming up a little bit later on today. You might want to attend because, you know, we're not that far away from the gumbo weather, as it's called, along the Gulf Coast. Also, some uh, important news about Bayou Wild TV. Right after this on The Outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio News. All right, before I get back to the text board, a couple of notes I wanted to pass along. Uh, you know, my friend uh, Uncle Larry, who makes the uh, Ready Set Gumbo and the Stew and a Few and the Flavor Enhancer and the Dry Rub for your grilling, uh, he's going to be at the Pontchartrain Center Home and Remodeling Show today and tomorrow from 10 to 5. And if you stop by, uh, Uncle Larry's got some free samples because we're not far away from that gumbo season where we start putting the seafood and the duck and andouille and He's got some great products. So stop by and tell Uncle Larry that I said hello. All right, also coming up on uh, next week, this week uh, I mentioned on Bayou Wild TV, it's the Get Out and Fish program. I went to Zamari Park in Hammond where they released some channel cat, and I caught a bunch of nice fat channel cats in a short time. And tell you how you can get involved in that and find out where the ponds are. We've got them all over the state where they stock them and when those stockings will be done. They do rainbow trout. In the, in the spring, and then they do the catfish a little later in the spring and then again in the fall. We'll let you know when they have in the next one. Next week's Bayou Wild TV, it's a special episode called A Photographer's Eye. A lady by the name of Julia Sims, who was one of the premier uh, wildlife and, and swamp and marsh photographers in the state, uh, I got together with her, and we had a reunion at a place where she hadn't been in years. She's up in age now, and brought it to Pine Island, which is near uh, Madisonville along the Tangipahoe River. Took her back there, and it brought back so many memories. If you're familiar with a book called uh, Vanishing Paradise, it's a book about duck hunting in the Louisiana marshes and swamps by John Kemp. Uh, Julia was the photographer. She provided the photos for it. And a lot of the photos she took were at that place, which was a place that I hunted for a number of years and went back. I saw the old camp is deteriorating now, but... Uh, brought back so many good memories there. But check it out, Julia Sims, and there will be a Game Girl Venison Cooking with Holly Hearn. And we got a lot of other interesting programs coming up in the month of September. Cajun Coast Eagles, Pacific Swordfish, uh, where David Hubble does his West Indies salad. And then we also have Bison, Badlands, and Brotherhood. When we took our Cajun invasion up to South Dakota with Bad River Bucks and Birds, we show you Custer State Park. Uh, some of the bison, the badlands, the cattlemen's tour. Very interesting stuff, how on the other end of the country they live and play quite differently than we do here. All right, here's some more text. As the shrimp processor, I was the electrician on Back Bay of Biloxi in Diaberville. The mullet would swarm our water outflow pipes halfway out. The mullet were out front were cleaner than the bay. Don't know if that's so. That's Rick at the beach in Gulfport. Uh, Myron and his son Jason are going out fishing. Hope you have some good luck, you guys. Uh, we've also got this. It says, I wonder if the scarcity of small reds is related to the increase in fishing pressure during the pandemic. I see a decline in bass. I wonder if it's the same effect at work. I fish Wrigley's and Chef 
Also wonder if Ride the Bull are comparing real catches to prior years for a sense of population shift. That's from Doug. Yeah, we'll see a lot, with, depending on what turns up there as far as redfish population. I think it's too early to tell. Uh, possibly the increase in fishing pressure during the pandemic could have had something to do with that. Um, I'm not at a panic stage yet as far as the redfish. I think uh, one season does not make a trend, and we'll have to keep an eye on it for sure. All right, here's the Silver Hill guy. Uh, the area where I'm going to be dove hunting, it's south of Fairhope, is Barnwell, which is the mullet capital of Baldwin County. The Bishop family is famous for catching them. Gary and Jeff may be at the hunt. If you eat them fresh, caught, and fried, you may like them. Well, I might check that out. I'm going to be there in October for a dove hunt there in uh, Fairhope, Alabama. I got picked for the youth hunt, bringing my number one youth, uh, Drew Dubuque, will be there with me uh, with his shotgun in tow. All right, here's another Ted's in St. Petersburg restaurant. Uh, got smoked mullet. That's delicious. Here's a question. Do those fines ever get paid by the bad boys? I sure hope they do, but, you know, nowadays not many people are held accountable. Uh, more votes for smoked mullet. Uh, Biloxi bacon, they calling it. Want to know about Costa Rica? I had plans to go on a Cajun invasion. Didn't get there. I will tell you this, though. Blue water fishing is very close from the shore there. All right, got too many texts to get. Thanks to all of you who commented on the mullet issue. We'll find something else to talk about as we do every Saturday morning. Next week, hope you join us 5 to 7 a.m. We do it each and every Saturday morning, a little journey to the great outdoors on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t-mobile.com.